0: Hi, welcome to the Scott Summitt Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've been enjoying this Exercising Our Faith series I've been doing with my congregation here in Stanton, Virginia. Uh, so today is actually the conclusion to these uh, podcast series. And joining me is Sarah Wolf. She is the Associate Minister at Covenant Presbyterian here in Stanton. So- Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Stebbin Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us and listening as we've been doing this Exercising Our face series that I've been doing with my congregation here in Stanton, Virginia. Uh, today is our final episode in this series. We're going to be talking about the discipline of celebration, and joining me is Sarah Wolf. So Sarah, 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 thanks for joining us, me on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So Sarah, just kind of let the audience know who you are and kind of your, your story.
1: Okay. Um, So I am a Presbyterian minister here in Stanton. I'm the associate pastor at Covenant Presbyterian, um, and I mainly do a lot of Christian education for our youngest members and our older members. Um, So we have a youth director, and she does middle through high, and then I've got all the other ones in between. Um, I am a military kid i've moved around a whole bunch um but everywhere that we lived i was very much involved in church and the presbyterian church in general so that's kind of where my um theology comes from as a reformed theology um and i'm excited to talk to you scott today and with your congregation all right well thank you
0: yeah thank you sarah so when we talk about the discipline of um the discipline of celebration. uh, Why is that so important within church life?
1: I mean, I think it's first, I think it's interesting that this is your final uh, topic. It's kind of like a celebration in itself, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, sometimes towards the end of a series, you're like, this feels good. Like this feels like a natural, a good way to end. Um, And I also think it's funny that we talk about a discipline of celebration. Um, I don't know that we normally associate those two words together. To me discipline means either I've done something wrong or I have to do something. Like there's a, a, um, a requirement in discipline, um, there's like a, a schedule, there's a setting aside to do something, there's a purpose behind it, and I don't know that we always think of celebration in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems a little you know, maybe counterintuitive, um, but um, I think in the church world, it's important to celebrate because God, I mean, God celebrates. Mm-hmm. And I think when we are in the practice of celebration, it reminds us of all. And then it looks forward to all of the things that God will continue to do for us um, and so I think it's important for us to remember to celebrate to, to make it a discipline, to set time aside to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and I think there's, I think there's always a big cause for celebration. And, and I like how you said, you know, we don't really put celebration and discipline together because they do seem like they contradict each other, but I feel like a lot of times, and I don't know, I, again, I've, I never grew up in the Presbyterian movement, so I don't know how celebration is practicing within within your guys' camp, but, you know, a lot of times it seems like when it comes to celebration, the times where I've really seen big celebration has been usually in, like, wedding ceremonies or celebration, um, even at, like, camp meetings or summer or summer camps when people are giving their lives over to Christ, you know, great celebration. Um, and that's really kind of it. Um, even, like, when I think about things like baptism, Is there a little bit of celebration? Yeah, but sometimes it almost seems like after someone gets baptized and they come up, it's like kind of like a a tennis clap, and then that's that's the extent of the celebration for baptism. Um, And I think a lot of times there's more celebration with the parents of one who's being baptized or that inner family, but as a church, it's like, well, I'm witnessing something, and you know, I'm excited that someone's being baptized and then I'm going to kind of go back to doing things. And we don't really celebrate things like discipleship or even just celebrate some just big milestones, like even just um, not only church milestones, but even if you find someone, you know, has battled cancer, you know, there's always a great applause and celebration, but there's not like, let's tear down the roof type of big celebrations, like a big praise of God. And when I think of celebration, I usually think of like, I don't know. It's like being at a big birthday party instead of just being around family singing happy birthday, you know, to me as I blow out a candle, you know, what, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, for the, for the Presbyterian church, we for the most part follow um, a liturgical year, a liturgical calendar. Mm -hmm. And so we have days that are built in for celebration. And I mean, that will look different at each church. Um, You know, our other minister, John is from Pennsylvania. So he's, and he, he's the son of a Presbyterian minister. Um, I'm the granddaughter of a Presbyterian minister in the Southern church. And so it's been interesting to compare the ways that we grew up in, you know, celebrating, it's funny I use that word, but observing the same, you know, high holy days, uh, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. um, in the Northern church versus the Southern church. So for example, the day of Pentecost um, is in the Southern church, a big day for celebration. Um, we encourage everyone to wear red to celebrate the coming down of the Holy spirit and the flames and the fire. Um, but we also, you'll see a lot of churches having a birthday cake on Pentecost and saying that that's the birthday of the church. And you'll see in children's moments, churches singing a happy birthday. Um, when i he was talking about it with John. He was like, yeah, that's a very Southern church thing. And that made me kind of sad. Um, I love Pentecost. I mean, I think especially, you know, the joke with the Presbyterians is that we are the frozen chosen, uh, (laughs) that we are pretty quiet in church. There was a Babylon B article that said motion sensor life, Go off in Presbyterian church because no one moved for long enough, <laughs> um, and so like we have this reputation of being pretty, you know, um, kind of stoic and um, maybe a little introspective, that kind of stuff. Um, and Pentecost is like our day to let loose, and so I I, I really enjoy that celebration. Um, I know, I'm the product of two thousand years of of churches meeting and gathering and telling that the gospel story. Um, I think it's something we should be celebrating and it makes me sad to hear that some churches don't get to do that. Like we should be celebrating our history and looking forward.
0: Yeah. And and I, and I and I kind of agree with that cuz you know, obviously I didn't even hear about, you know, people celebrating Pentecost as a big thing. I feel like especially within the Church of God, you know, and again, that's always confusing cuz there's so many different Church of Gods. It's like which one are you? <laughs> yeah. So that's so there's a bit of identity with that too, but even like when I think about Pentecost in the tradition I grew up in, it was like that was probably the only time I've ever heard about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like, maybe one time. So, and I'm like, well, if the Holy Spirit is kind of where that moves the, bot the church and kind of guides the church. And especially, you know, it's the paraclete, it's our advocate. It's even the one that we can do power. We receive power when the Holy spirit comes upon us. I'm like, uh, that's kind of an important part of church history. Why are we not talking about it much or celebrating? So the fact that you guys are wearing red and having birthday cakes, I'm like, man, I need to start adapting that in my yeah. church life. That sounds great. <laughs> that it's sounds fun. great. Um, But I, I am also kind of, and it's always hard, I think, with celebration because I think sometimes I think just with within not only within church life, but even just how we're raised. You know, I mean, I can think about you know me coming from a family, a very small family, where you know it was just me, my dad, and my sister, and that was kind of it because a lot of our relatives lived multiple states away. To marrying and to my, marrying my wife and her family, everyone got together. And anytime there's, there's, anytime if there's a reason for people to get together, we get together and they'd celebrate. And that was always different for me, because personally, I'm not someone who wants to, yeah, let's go and celebrate or do big explosion or fire confetti. I'm just kind of more reserved Mm -hmm. sometimes in celebration. I think a lot of times in church, you might have some people who want to stand up and clap hands and jump up and down and celebrate the Lord. And there's other people who may be celebrating the Lord, but physically they're not showing it, but something's happening in internally within them and i think sometimes you know when we talk about the discipline of celebration it's so easy to get caught up on what we see Mm. instead of what's happening within our spirits
1: yeah for sure i can i i I really like that because i'm also i'm not a jump up and clap person (laughs) Um, you rarely find that in a presbyterian church it's just not what our tradition has had in its tradition um and so i do think that that's a good point i mean we for us, celebration sometimes is more internal. Um, you know, we have songs of praise, hymns of praise that we sing that are all about the the glorious things that God has done for us. And there is a lot of maybe introspection going on when we're singing those hymns, um, when we're remembering. I mean, again, I think celebration is all about memory. And um, a, lot of, a lot of my faith journey has been faith in hindsight of saying, wow, that time was really, really hard. Um, And look at all the ways God was with me in that moment. And so let me celebrate because I have that memory, but also made these memories carry me forward to the next time that I'm in dire straits again. Let me celebrate now so that I remember in the future that presence of God
0: hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's always a good time for celebration being reflective as well, mm-hmm. because I think we can get so caught up in what's happening now within our lives, within our world and things we don't really have the retrospective to look back and see, oh, here's how God has really blessed me. or Here's how God's moving me. And, you know, I think about, you know especially within celebration and church service, I think about, um, because this past February, a friend of mine passed away um, in Ohio, and she was planning on coming down and visiting us over the summer, and it just didn't happen. Um, But her story was good because she was a member of the church I was the last pastor at, and she was also a drug addict for 30 years. And before I moved down here, she got her life clean, turned her life over to the Lord, and probably one of the last things I did with her was I baptized her. Mm -hmm. And it was on a Monday, which is outside of church tradition, but she did it because so that all of her friends who were in NA could come out and witness it. And it was a very small thing, but the celebration was just very high volume just because of her life story and her testimony and all those who were there who saw that witness. And from that, you know, she was pretty much clean. Uh, from that moment on until she passed away just recently. And, you know, so even like celebration being reflective, I think about her life and go, man, this was someone who literally since 18 years old has been struggling and in, in fighting. And yet the Lord was able to redeem her after all these years and clean her up and I even had good godly people. And even sometimes just good people who've been there um, who just was there to help her to, live a sober lifestyle. And that's something that's great cause for celebration. Yeah. Um, you know, in even if we remove the religious aspect out of it, just the someone finding hope sure. is a great cause for celebration.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's interesting to talk about celebration right now and looking at how we have had to change the way we celebrate mm. during this pandemic. Um, looking at, you know, all of the the graduation parades that, that, Churches and just communities have done the birthday parades um, I think in some ways, I hope that remembering what where God was with us, I think that years from now we'll we'll see where God was with us in the middle of this, and I think part of it is we're we're becoming more connected in a different way. I think we're remembering how important it is to get together, how important it is to be able to worship together and to celebrate and to break bread together. Um, and I think we're learning to celebrate in a different way. And I think that that's, I, I you know, I grieve that we are not able to be together anymore for, for the time being,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm
1: excited about seeing, I mean, you know, God is doing a new thing in the midst of this. And I think we will celebrate and hopefully hold on to some of those things.
0: Yeah, like, and I I agree with you, just the concept of celebrating, like even a lot of like, even like, with us, we've opened up our doors, but we're using like our, like our gym, and we have everything spaced out for people to sit and everyone's required to wear a mask, which I guess is kind of hard, because how do you sit there with a mask on? And I mean, I know I have, I don't, I'm mask free, because I'm also 14 feet away from everybody when I speak. So we've kind of made certain things plus when you're recording live and you're trying to speak to in person and online, you know, I sound like the adults in a Charlie Brown cartoon when I speak with a mask on. So, you know, there have been some challenges with that, but even, you know, one of the things I think about celebrating is you can kind of try to celebrate as much as you can, or even just celebrate the fact that, you know, people are healthy within your congregation. You know, I try to make it, I mean, I try to make an effort, to try to contact everybody in the church call them at least do a personal contact with them. And even then, you know, just hearing how they're doing, you know, that's a great cause of celebration or even praying with them on some of the good news that they've got that, you know, they haven't had the time to share with the entire body because they haven't had the opportunity to connect with them. So sometimes, you know, I'm kind of that like middleman to kind of say, Oh, I've heard this. Now I'm going to have to send an email out to the church, say, Hey, Mm -hmm. pray for this or Hey, let's celebrate this, this is going on. So there's some great news. So it's stuff like that, where it's like this stuff that you really witness in a traditional church setting, you have to kind of almost think strategically, or even just kind of be led by the spirit and basically say, Hey, you know, how do I communicate this out? How can we as a church continue celebrating? We've even talked about as a board, like, you know, once things start opening back up and more people start feeling more comfortable coming in, we have to set a day where we're just going to have to have this big celebration Mm -hmm. you know have either whether it's a big i don't know if we'll still be doing potlucks maybe we'll just have to order food and just pick it up or whatever the case but you know let's just have this big celebration because we've been through much as a church and even though it may not be and it wasn't just because of church policies or politics or 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 difference of personalities but we just haven't been together and i think a lot of times the good thing about covid is you kind of it puts everything back in perspective Mm -hmm. i had an elder say you know a lot of times i just think that this is just a way for god to kind of tell us you know what is our true focus in life is it all this stuff that we really have no control over or is it just to you know love him and love others and is that kind of you know that's and basically sending everything back down to its foundation again
1: yeah it reminds i heard somewhere once that um, if you ask a Jewish person what like all of their holidays really mean, they all are, um, they tried to kill us. God saved us. Let's eat. (laughs) Yeah. And like every single Jewish holiday is they tried to kill us. God saved us. Let's eat. And so they're just eating something different at a different time of year, remembering a different scary thing Mm -hmm. um, at every holiday. And I I think that we're kind of going through that right now. Um, things were really, really scary. God saved us. Let's eat. Let's celebrate. Let's have that potluck. Let's, you know, sit in like with each other without masks on (laughs) and, you know, hug each other again. Um, I'm somebody who's not a huge hugger. Um, but like, I miss that. I miss seeing my church people every week and getting those hugs from those people that I love so much. Um, and so I think, I think we're going to celebrate in a new way when this is done. And I think, you know, maybe sometimes we go through the motions in celebration. We sing happy birthday and we're wondering, am I going to get a corner piece or a middle piece of the cake? You know, we're not really celebrating the person so much. Um, and so maybe this will give us a new um, perspective on, on what it really means to celebrate and to be with each other. And we should be celebrating that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of a great way to kind of close out this conversation. That's perfect. Um, So again, uh, Sarah, thank you so much. And is there anyone, is is there anything you want to let everyone know what you're doing? Any projects you're going on? Hint, hint your podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, So my uh, pandemic project, I guess has been uh, my sister and I have started a podcast called Wolf Disney. Um, And so we are the sisters Wolf and um, we are, Making our way through the Disney catalog movie by movie, and we have not seen the majority of them, which I think drives some people crazy um, when we can't <laughs> think of Disney character names or anything like that. Um, Scott has texted a couple times <laughs> <Yeah>. to correct. <laughs>
0: But but you know what? It's 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 really great. So you guys check it out, especially if you just need to get away from everything that's going on in life. It's definitely a great listen to. And and you'll probably be like me going, Oh, I've learned something new. Or I'm like, No, it's this person. What are you doing? <laughs> but it is, it's good. And it's 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 great. And I I really enjoyed it. And I've definitely enjoyed this conversation with you, Sarah, on celebration. And hopefully once everything starts trying to get back to where we can be. Mask free, people free. Definitely want to try to get back and get in, back in contact with you, and probably do some other community projects with yeah. you guys over there
1: at Covenant. That'd be great. All right, Thanks and, for
0: having me. Yep, and guys, thank you again so much for listening to the Scott Stemman podcast. Again, if you're just now tuning in and listening to it, uh, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can find me on anywhere Apple uh apple music google play spotify anywhere you can find a podcast you can listen to it you could also find me on my website thescottsteadman.com and again sarah thank you so much for joining me
1: thanks for having me
0: all right and everyone else hope you have a great week and i'll talk to you later bye